yes people hello 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 you there we're the yes girls and we are here to dish out another yesticle for you dish out a yesticle or tickle your yesticle <laughs> say yes to a yesticle invite you to a yesticle let's face it we'll say yes to whatever <laughs> within reason people within reason. <laughs> Anyway, we, the Yes Girls, a.k.a. Claire and Akumu, a.k.a. Lady Claire of Bakerton and at Accumulation, you'll only get that if you listen to our last Yesticle, <laughs> are here with another mini episode of The Yes Girls. We like to call these mini episodes Yesticles, mostly because it sounds kind of naughty, but also because it sounds a bit like a listicle or something small, short and sweet, and like a teaser or a summary of what's to come or what's already come. These episodes come in between seasons with the Yes Girls and might be to look back on the season or episode just gone, give some additional background on the podcast or on some of the things that we or you have been saying yes to. And because ideally, you have a pair of yesticles, right? <laughs> right. So for today's mini episode, we are heading back to our roots. Oh, are we digging into ancestral history, tra tracing back our family tree? <gasps> oh, oh, are we trying to figure out why we have such deeply ingrained habits as a result of childhood trauma and the pursuit <laughs> of perfection drilled into us from a young age? Wow, okay, none of that. Okay. At least not in this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe in a future season. <laughs> We're going back to where we started where the foundations of the yes girls first started to be built up ah yes our book club exactly today we are going to host the yes girls book club every celebrity has to have a book club right these days i know it's like the fashionable thing to do call us oprah <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take you through some of our best books podcasts Articles, this is you know, YouTube channels, YouTube videos, recommendations. So we're using a loose meaning of the term book club here. But it makes sense. The book club where we met was just like that. And that's where we discovered our mutual love of amazing podcasts. Just like, was just like that. Did you just kill us? <laughs> <laughs> it still is just like that. Exactly. So we're going back to our roots. Okay. I get it now. And I hope you... Yes, girls and boys and everything in between will get it with us. You really need to be careful what you're promising in this episode. <laughs> get it with us? Get what with us? Get it. I'll get it. So let's start with the most traditional part of a book club. That's the books. Now we have widely, wildly different book tastes. If you've listened to season two, episode six, you'll realize that we are mm -hmm. very different. Um, so how would you sum it up, Claire? So basically, you won't read anything made up and I won't read anything that's labeled self-help. In yeah. other words, you're a hardcore non-fiction reader mm -hmm. and will only read books that teach you facts, theories, and real life stuff. And I've never knowingly picked up a book that would be traditionally labeled self-help. Though I do read nonfiction, it is quite rare. Yeah, I'd rather watch fiction, not read it. Yeah. Mm. So one of the running jokes in our book club is that, uh, Claire, you hate, 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 if there's a bigger word than hate. She hates atomic habits. And that's like the patron saint of self-help books <laughs> right now in the market. Exactly. Okay. And everyone, loves, everyone else in the book club loves it. To be fair, I don't hate, hate, hate it, but I just don't get the hype. 
Like you could make a one page summary of it and be just as good. Anyway, we've also tried to get you to read a novel, even I think historical fiction, and you outright refuse. Yeah, and I think you actually attempted to read one once, but you fell asleep or something. I can't. I've tried. I can't. First of all, even, even, I think it was a hard copy. Yeah. I can't do hard copies anymore. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so digital. Like, and then fiction, that's asking for too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe we could do a quick rundown of our unmissable recommendations. So, Claire, which book or books changed your life? Well, way to start small. (laughs) That's a big question. Um, You know, I can't put my finger on one book, right? Um, But funnily enough, when I was little, there was this there was a book about facts of the world. I think we just called like the big book of facts and lists. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. Like, uh, <laughs> what are they called? They're not dictionaries, but encyclopedias. It wasn't an encyclopedia. It was like, uh-huh. a, it wasn't big. It was the size of a normal book, uh-huh. but slightly wider pages. And it just had like, each page was just covered, like hodgepodge of different random facts. I think they were divided into themes. Mm-hmm. It must be in my parents' house somewhere, but I would just read this obsessively. I'm not sure why, but um, it did teach me a lot of general knowledge and trivia. And mm-hmm. it probably taught me a lot of the things that have helped me be of any use to pub quiz teams over the years. <laughs> but other than that, I think, honestly, it's books from my childhood that had the biggest landslide effects on me. So I'm not saying these are my favorite Writers, books. you're doing badly. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Because it, you're saying which book changed my life, mm-hmm. right? So it's not necessarily my favorite books, but a mm-hmm. book that had a big impact on me and I still think about today. And you remember details of them. And I remember certain mm. details of them, yeah. So one book was called Noughts and Crosses by Marley, Mallory Blackman, a fantastic award-winning, ironically, black British woman. Why ironical? Mallory Blackman. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so she wrote a book about an upside-down world um, where whites were the oppressed minority and blacks were the ruling elite. Mm-hmm. So nice. there was actually a series streamed on Showmax, which is like Netflix for Africa. Based on that? Called Noughts and Crosses, based mm-hmm. very, very closely on the book. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned this before. I think I, I might have done, yeah. And it was amazing. Okay. So it brought it all back to me. Um, but the book, because actually I think it got turned into a trilogy, but the first book was was just the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it centered on a mixed heritage couple. So like, you know, the traditional Romeo and Juliet trope, um, but from this kind of, I call it an upside down world because it's the opposite of what we have in most countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it, it it just made me uncomfortable in, because it, not uncomfortable because, because I do, you know, it's not like anything Uncomfortable is a dangerous it was, it was word. Un, no, it was uncomfortable <laughs> because it made me question things and it made me see things from a new perspective uh-huh. and also intrigued about this, this, the, all of these new topics that I'd never really thought about necessarily, right? Were you and, aware of racism at the time? Of course, I was aware of racism, mm. but when you turn something on its head like that and you say, okay, the whites are now the minority whites are discriminated against and this was bearing in mind that this was in britain okay so yeah. that's the context we're in and i was a young white girl i was preteen. i was probably 10 or 11 mm-hmm. right and it's this love story between young very young teenagers um and yeah it did it, it just 
shifted my my worldview. I haven't reread it in a long time, but it's a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it even for a while until I I thought about this question. Then as an adult, I think um so there's a book I read as a young adult in English and then tried to reread the Spanish version called 100 Years of Solitude. I've had this in the book club. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a big book. It's it's on one of those like 100 books you must read before you die. And like microscopic what uh, font yes very oh my god the worst um but it was that book that made me discover magical realism and to this day i love Mm. anything magical realism so it's like the crossing over magical fantastical elements into our lives so it's not a different universe it's not dystopian or utopian this is like uh jane the virgin that's magical exactly jane the virgin is a, a it's it's Jane the Virgin is magical realism mixed with postmodernism so in, incorporating a lot of um, pop culture references mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of meta references mm-hmm. uh fan, yeah as I love Jane the Virgin there you go partly because of that mm-hmm. so it's kind of the opposite to dystopian or parallel universe mm-hmm. magic just pops up and it was wildly popular in mid to late 20th century latin american literature And a couple of the authors I can recommend are Gabriel Garcia Marquez. So he's the one who wrote 100 Years of Solitude. Jane the Virgin's um, idol, right? She was the one Jane the Virgin was like obsessed with in the uh, show. She, yes, that name. Really? Yes. Oh, I don't remember. And she met her. You know, she, no, 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 no. She's no, 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 no. Oh, Gabriel, okay. he was a early 20th century, mid 20th century author. Ah, no, no, no. Okay. Now I, he's. Yeah, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't have enjoyed the version. And then Mario Vargas Llosa, uh, any of their books, I, like I can highly, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Now you, Akumo. Uh, I have favorites every year, so <laughs> this is a tough one. But I think my overall favorites are just, uh, you know, two by Tim Ferriss and two by Brene Brown. I think you, if you've been watching documentaries on Netflix, you've, you've seen her <laughs> everywhere. TED Talks, you know, all that. Yeah. Like Claire said, you know, I only watch, I only listen, I only read, listen to um, nonfiction. Yeah. So Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Workweek, that is totally like number one, because that's what birthed my need for remote work, need to be a digital nomad. That's what took me around the world. And emptied my wallets and my bank <laughs> accounts, but that was amazing. This is an amazing time of my life, and that's why I've been chasing, you know, remote work for the last ten years because I read that book way back. Yeah, so that and then there's that and then there's another Tim Ferriss um, book as well called uh, Tools of Titans. It's a very fat book, so he interviews a lot of you know successful people. You know, whatever success means to you, it could be you know a health. You know, a guru, it could be a business person. And he merges all those things. Same people he brings in his podcast and he has a book where they give the answers to some fantastic questions. Mm-hmm. And Tim Ferriss has some fantastic questions that bring a lot of interesting insights from people. So that book is just, you know, 674 pages. I remember perfectly because I posted that on Instagram when I bought it in my digital nomad days. <laughs> it was a fat book. I didn't even know where I put it. But yeah, so I, I gave it to someone. If you have my book, please bring it back. Yeah, but uh, I love that book because it's 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 not a book that you read start to finish. It's a buffet. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that's about health I don't really like, so I didn't read. And he actually says that in the beginning. He says, just pick what you like and go with it. This is not like a front-to-finish thing. 
and uh, that's just why I like him. He's very practical. He he breaks rules and he just makes things very simplified. So that book is, you know, a Bible of how to think like people, origin thinkers, original thinkers. Yeah. So that book is cool. And then there's Brené Brown's Gift of Gifts of Imperfection. So she's a re- shame researcher. I think you shame researcher. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So re- <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that. But she um, just invented a title for herself, didn't she? She created an entire category <laughs> of research. Yes. So she she was going through some life, you know, tumultuous events, and then she figured there's a lot of shame. I'm, I'm bastardizing this because I'm making it super simple. <laughs> Sorry about that because I forget books, Sorry but I'm trying name. to remember the basics. Yeah. So she went through, you know, a lot of stuff and then Harissa Stotter, you know, it's, it's about embracing your imperfections. But uh, I remember this book because it's very different from any other book I've read. First of all, because she's inventing an entire category. Mm. So it's not a book or a topic you've had before. And then she's interviewing people who live with their imperfections in very specific ways. So I, I kind of remember that book. And both of this, all of these books I read like decades ago. Okay. And I somehow remember things about them. Yeah. But I think those are my overall uh, three. Mm-hmm. But every year I have a new book that just catches me on, which I share in the book club. So mm-hmm. I'm always in between books. So I wouldn't say... Um, I, those three are like forever. They might change, but for now they're still top three. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's why the question wasn't like your favorite. Mm. It's what's has changed your life the most, right? Exactly. Because that's sometimes easier to pin down. The ones that are your favorites can change from although maybe one day to the next. Although this year's books, one of them might be might mm. knock off one of those three. Okay. Yeah. Well, that brings me to a next question. What is the last book you read? Uh, okay, so that's a difficult question because I'm always in between 10 books at, at any point. You're so unfaithful. I know. I'm a slut. Polygoried. Polygoried? <laughs> um, Is that a good one? Um, uh, I was trying to create a word with polygamy and adding book. But I was saying polygoried. Polygaridi, yes. Or but I, yeah, poly- po- It's not even reading, it's listening as well because now I'm oh. doing a lot more audible. Mm. So it's just... The Audible is the audio Audible book is podcast. now number one oh, because I'm, I'm going through more books with Audible. Okay. But I also have Kindle books in Kindle. I think in Kindle I have like 10 that are open in the middle. And then I have playbooks. I have like five. And read. Yes. Oh, I like it. <laughs> exactly. Polyamarid. Yeah. So you see, I have like three, four apps, each with Sorry, a minimum books. of five. Minimum five open books that you're reading. That I'm in to. between. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. And for you? What are you um, in between? So to be honest, I haven't been reading that much recently, but I'd started reading War and Peace. No, not War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Crime and Punishment. Gosh, I always mix those two up and I'm even reading it. <laughs> yeah. So a large Russian, very, very long slog. It's going to be a while. It's translated. Yes. And so it's, some of the words are messed up. Well, unfortunately, it's a bit of an awkward translation. You know, when you, you know that it's not a good translation because it doesn't feel natural. Mm. Uh, it can really frustrate me, but I'll I'll persevere even if it takes me a long time. It's it's fantastic. I mean, you know, it's it's very evocative mm-hmm. of of that time. Um, before that, um, and as if I was trying to find the most like 
heavily contrasting books possible <laughs> i'd read the such lives of african women mm-hmm. by nana daroka sekyama i hope that's how you pronounce her name i'm sorry otherwise nana mm-hmm. uh, which is an anthology of first person um personal stories from african women or people who identify as women or something close to that um and i actually before reading the book went to an event about the book organized by soma nami here in the bookstore here in kenya mm-hmm. Uh, with a live video link with Nana. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating, representing the full spectrum of sexuality. It does have a huge skew towards non-heterosexual or non-cisgender yeah. um, individuals. Um, but it's we we actually discussed it with our book club, right? Yeah, I feel like I know the book and I haven't read it. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we discussed it in a busy restaurant at the book club for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, one afternoon and we attracted a lot of attention um <laughs> yeah because it's just all about sex and lesbian and what yeah. like you know just this words that are not that shouldn't be coming out of a table in the middle of a family you know <laughs> family <laughs> well, lunchy we place we're talking about very intimate things yeah um but again it's like you said with um was it tim ferris's thing it's a compilation right so there's no I didn't feel like it's it was not chronological. Yeah, it's not chronological and it, it didn't feel like it was curated in a way that starting here made a difference as opposed to starting at the end, right? I could have read it in any order. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was it was very interesting and especially as it was um so different to what we generally talk about when we talk about the sex lives of African women, which That's we rarely true. talk about at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, aside from our tastes, um, what are some of the books you have read that, if I said any book recommendations to share, um, you would give? Okay. So, well, in a way, that's easier. I'm trying to think what other people might like as opposed to what changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, luckily, I was in a, a I was in another book club before our one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a, which was a contemporary African book club. Um, as in contemporary African literature, like post-World War II. This is the the one where you have to read the book. As in, yeah, you choose a book, you read it, and you discuss it. Whereas our book club was more just restrictions. Well, that's what most book clubs are. Ours was more like this, where we just talk about books we've read, bring along some books to a book swap, we even talk about podcasts, etc. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so from this book club, um, it was in Nairobi, and it was created by an awesome lady called Javika. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to my book club, and. Uh, it gave me a lot of new books to recommend um so i'd start with homegoing by yag yassi again sorry if the pronunciation is wrong that was a stronger that was a great book an epic i would call it spanning many generations mm. from at west coast of africa or west africa mm-hmm. through to like the slave trade to the u.s up to modern day american um then another one another epic you could call it was atlas shrugged Mm-hmm. Um, so that's by, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name now. <gasps> um, ah, did you finish this one? So the funny thing about this one, so it was by Ayn Rand, uh-huh. yes, Russian born author. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing with that one, I think it took me four years to read. Mm-hmm. So I'd read, I read many other books. I remember you saying this because I remember yeah. there's a book called Atlas and Claire didn't finish yeah. it. <laughs> no, but I did finish it. This oh, is you the didn't. thing. I oh, but she took it, long. But it took me four years. So I'd, I'd read other books in between, then come back to it. And then I finally came back to it, I think during COVID, finished it. And, you know, I was into it every time I read it, but it's, it's very intense, I would say. 
um and I know, it's long i know and run she she has amazing mm-hmm. quotes i'm a quote person so i've seen yes, her quotes. exactly and it's an, a, a a deep dive into capitalism she. she's a she oh, yeah um so I, I recommend her books if you have the stomach for it mm-hmm. um and then the harry potter books Harry Potter, seriously. <laughs> if you've not, you have You know to. what I did? I told you I love watching fiction and not reading. Mm-hmm. So you know what I did? I watched all the, the first six and then no, read the, the seventh book. God, no, but the movies are so different. The books are just so fantastically written. If you're a word person, it's fiction. She I was looking for a shortcut. makes up so many words and it's just, be- it's just wonderfully written. It's one I of those looking, I was looking for a shortcut and I only read the seventh book because we had to wait so long for the movie. <laughs> So what about you? Which books would you recommend to people uh, that you think others would like? Because some books that I like, others might I, think, I wouldn't necessarily recommend them. I think that would now come from the this year's books and maybe some of last year's. So I think I have like three. Um, this year I read Marisa Pierce. So, so she's, a, I don't know how to call her. She's like a therapist, but a bit non-traditional, right? She she does hypnosis and all that stuff, and she's she goes beyond just Western medicine. Mm-hmm. She believes in all that you know, mindset, blah blah blah, subconscious. And uh, so I read the, there's a book called "Tell Yourself a Better Lie." Okay. So whether or not you read nonfiction or or you you read fiction, that book is amazing because it it kind of it it's like therapy. And I think I remember I said in the book club like reading that book is like saving lots of hours in therapy actually. Mm. Because she just tell she shares stories of how she solved people's uh, deep mm. um, traumas and insecurities just from noticing and and objectifying that thing that gives them a problem. So, for example, if you're if you've been eating, you know, if you if you have anorexia, let's just say. So she, in the hypnosis, she even gives the actual script of the hypnosis in the book. And she says, you know, so um, she just says, you know, she told the patient to say this. So tell the, the the thing, the person inside you who's been trying to keep you anorexic. They were trying to do this for this reason. Mm-hmm. They were trying to keep you safe. Maybe you were raped when you were young and all that stuff. So it's, she doesn't tell you what to do. She just, it's it's like a documentary. And that's why it's very unique because you see pieces of yourself in all these stories and most of them are tragic, but all of these stories, one, one of the tragic stories you'll find yourself in and in the hypnosis that she's giving in the book, you'll, you'll kind of heal yourself in bits and pieces. Okay. Yeah. So that book is amazing. Um, the other one is, is less, you know, serious and life changing, <laughs> but it's interesting. I think the other one that really hit me last year was called, pun intended, Hitmakers. Um, so this book is, I can't remember the name. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't even write the names. Mm-hmm. Um, just look for, I think Derek Thompson. Yes, I remember. So he talks about how hits are made and he creates, he has, he, he's, he looks at the way there's a formula for things that become popular. So whether it's uh, Bridgerton. Okay, so not or, just music. Or not just, it's, it's just music. beyond. It's music, it's, it's TV shows, it's I don't know if you went into product or mixing it with another book, but he was just talking about the fact that, you know, that hit, hit song that, uh, you know, was number one by Drake. Um, there's a formula where you, you, you add, you, you have something that is, you know, commonplace, something we've seen before. 
So maybe a tune that is not too far beyond. Mm. Yeah. But he adds a new element into it. So he says that that's what is gets popular because people want old things in new ways. And that was interesting to see. And he gives you examples of that. So that book is very entertaining because he talks about even, I think, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. And the fact that that whole... Um, trilogy whatever you call it what is it called like a book a group yeah. yeah it started because she, uh, it started with fan fiction she yeah. she had a, a fan base in fan fiction and she just used you know that feedback and then added you know new tropes but it was something that a group of a large group of people already liked mm. and then she added other elements to it so that's it's pretty much you know the the equation of yeah. Virality. Okay. Yeah, so those two. So now we both know that we probably listen more to podcasts than we read books these days. Or at least you definitely listen more than you read. Whether it's books or podcasts. Mm-hmm. Busy lives, blah, blah, blah. We listen as we do other things or listen on the go. So should we talk about them a bit? Mm, yep. All right, so tell me, Akumul, tell me about the podcast that got you into podcasts. Uh, okay, so that's Tim Ferriss' show. Mm-hmm. Because, so his books got me into the whole world and then I got obsessed and then I started. And then he's, yeah, that's that's the, actually the first podcast I started listening to. When I r- realized, oh, there's something called podcasts. <laughs> I can't remember when, but yeah, that was his, mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss' show. Yeah, Which is a big, that's a big podcast. It's huge. Yeah. Not Joe Rogan style, but mm. it's huge in self-help. Um, so my first podcast, it was recommended to me by Cad Lucas. The spread. The spread of the spread. But no, it wasn't the spread. Ah, mm-hmm. Um, although maybe I did I know, okay. So maybe the first episode the first podcast I listened to was the spread, but at that point it had very few episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I went to actually interview Cas Lucas about the spread for a friend's magazine in Europe. And then she recommended to me Risk. Mm. The, the true stories you never thought you'd dare to share. Okay. It's a storytelling podcast and Mm -hmm. that got me into other storytelling podcasts. And then, you know, these apps are very clever. They recommend to you other podcasts. Then you say to someone, Oh, I've just started listening to podcasts. What do you recommend? But risk to this day. No recommending is better than YouTube. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, was it good enough? Like the recommendations you got? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. No, yeah. really good. But mm-hmm. I've also discovered some on, on my own, or mm-hmm. just by thinking, oh, I want to see if there's a podcast about this. But risk. <laughs> wow, you actually said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. But yeah, risk was was the first thing that really. Not that the spread didn't get me into podcasts, but I think I just listened to that because someone told me, oh, listen to this episode, and mm-hmm. I listened to that one specific episode. And then I listened to a couple of others. And then it was interviewing Kaz Lucas and she told me about Risk that got me into storytelling podcasts. Nice. And then it, the it rest snowballed is history. from there. No pun intended. <laughs> exactly. So what's the podcast you listen to when you want to learn, laugh or cry? I honestly, Quick fire. I honestly don't have a laugh or cry. Okay. It's only laugh. Why would I listen to something to make me cry? Uh, that's what rom-com. Is that's what drama... TV shows and movies are ah, okay. for. Anyway, so f- once you learn, definitely BBC documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just random stories that I would not even be interested in. BBC documentary in. is called. Yes, okay. BBC documentary. I think the last one I watched was about journalists in the listen. Ukraine. Yeah, listen to. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay. And they were just talking about the experience, whether they can be objective 
um, journalists if they are the victim. Mm. They're in the victim country, you understand? So yeah. that was interesting. Okay. It's interesting. You only listen to podcasts to learn. Whereas I, I, I listen to learn, laugh or cry. That's why I, I asked the question. I think <laughs> for me, entertainment has, to be, entertainment has to be visual. Mm. And for me, I'm an auditory learner. So if it's auditory, it has to be learning. Okay. And then visual is entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for me, for learning, it could be Invisibilia, uh, Radiolab, This American Life or The Guardian Long Read. Or oh, the Yes Girls podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, Yes Girls podcast is all of them. <laughs> Laugh. Um, so there's BBC Radio for Comedy Hour, I think mm-hmm. it's called. Um, oh, then... I've listened to that before. It's funny. It's good. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, there's a Malawian yeah. comedian. That was funny. And then Learn and Laugh. There's one called uh, Reasons to be Cheerful with a British radio host and a politician who was mm-hmm. once the leader of the opposition. So you learn and laugh because mm-hmm. one of them is like funny, but well, they're both actually very funny in their own way, but it's very educational, mostly around politics and economics. And then Cry would be probably Risk, mm-hmm. the storytelling, the math storytelling. And um, a new one that a friend recommended called BBC Outlook, Mm -hmm. which is now called um, Lives Less Ordinary. That it's basically individual, like extraordinary stories from individuals across the world. Nice. Um, Yeah. What's the podcast you most recently discovered? (laughs) I told you, there's like nothing unique. Okay, this one is, uh, honestly, I haven't added any new podcast to my list, Mm -hmm. except, you know, the Kenyan ones, which we have spoken Mm -hmm. about. But I think the newest one onto my very fat, you know, self-help arsenal is is less self-helpy and more neuroscience, uh, psychological, which is, um, what's it called? And Andrew Huberman mm-hmm. lab, Andrew Huberman's lab. So he's this uh, psychologist who just t- simplifies the brain, neurochemicals, all that psychological stuff into mm-hmm. simple languages and, and tells you, okay, so if you want to to feel happy in the day, get some sun, do this, do this, because this and this and this and this neurotransmitters do this and then that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very geeky. So okay. I, that's, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually put a shout out on, on Instagram the other day asking for new podcast recommendations. Mm-hmm. And one that I got immediately and listened to was The Guilty Feminist. Nice thing is it's got hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. and it's two kind of stand-up comedians and TED talkers. Um, and they do live shows. So it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. There's that live quality about Sounds feminism. Familiar. And they I've start everything, somewhere. every episode by saying, I'm a feminist, but... You know, like, I'm a feminist, but on my way to this recording, a man cat called me and I thought, oh, I must look good today. Or something oh, like and that. I learned yesterday those are called bad feminists. Like, ah, because but, you're well, not being saying. the quintessential one. Well, but so then you're guilty. are we ever, exactly, yeah. are we ever, you know, perfect? You know, mm-hmm. It's the guilty feminist. Very mm-hmm. good, but but they actually tackle very serious issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's a, a good one I discovered. Now, one thing I think we've both realized is that I don't think any of the podcasts we just talked about are Kenyan. Yeah. And there are so many amazing podcasts in the country that we live in. So we mm-hmm. can name a few of them. Actually, some are from um, experts we've had on the show. So the mics are open. Yes. Right? The um, mics are open. The Chop Shop. The Chop Shop. From, um, from Andy, the Andy Young. From Afripods Girls. Both of them have podcasts. Mm-hmm. Melly Shambogo has a podcast. And Josephine Karenja has a podcast. Um then there's also uh so I, I like Man Talk, so they just released an episode called called 
an episode about colorism. Two episodes. Mm. Very interested in listening to that mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Then mine is a comment, isn't it? I love the name of it. Yes. Because anytime someone gets up to speak in public in Kenya, mine is just a comment. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, then of course Adele Onyango's legally clueless, mm-hmm. which has skyrocketed. The spread, which is the first ever episode. The mics are open. To. Mics are open. Yeah. Uh, if you have podcasts you want to recommend, send them in, tag us. If you want us to recommend your podcast or take a listen, we're always looking for new podcasts to love. Yeah. Want to know the easiest way to be a yes boy or girl right now? In just a few minutes, it's an easy do be learn approach. Let's start with do. And you can do that by simply subscribing to the podcast. So whether you're listening on Afropods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, or everywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast, all you need to do is click subscribe or follow. And for the B, this one's very easy. Be a sharer. Spread the word about this episode or podcast on your social media. And do not forget to tag us at RTS Girls Podcast so that we can show you some Lots of love, not some. Lots of love. And we can thank you in the best way possible. Um, if you'd like, you can also tag us at Akumu Fiona and at Half Baked Claire. And finally, for the learn, what's your biggest takeaway from this episode or the season? Don't keep it to yourself. Spread it by leaving us a rating or better yet, an actual review in a couple of sentences on whichever platform you're listening to us from. That's it. An easy do-be-learn approach you can say yes to in just a couple of minutes, even just right after listening to us. And if you don't already follow us, regardless of where you are, that's RTS Girls Podcast. We'll be waiting for you. And feel free to check out you know, our entire time, timelines for scenes, footage, resources, images, videos of what we get up to when you are doing, being and learning. And you can contact us with an inbox or a comment on what you like, what you want more of, or ideas for future episodes. You might even want to get involved through sponsorship or collaboration. That's at Yes Girls Podcasts. The producer of this very juicy <laughs> yesicle was, wow, there are three people. Uh-huh. That's uh, Ryoba Karori, Ernest, and then we have Sampisha. Yeah, so of Sampisha Productions those are the Snowball Studios. Yes, those are the three men behind this success right here um let's not give them all the credit right <laughs> gosh i'm wow. a guilty feminist but i'm still a feminist that's it i wanted to bring out the feminists in you <laughs> <laughs> we do all the hard work <laughs> they just put things together yeah. <laughs> no we love them and we want to thank you all and all of our honorary yes girls and boys as well for this season for saying yes to us thank you for yeah just still being here still that's it for this Yesticle. So see you next time for more episodes or Yesticles. Season four coming soon. Woohoo! That's it from us, Claire and Akumu. The, the Yesticles! Yes <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope-